Happy Super Bowl week, homies. Welcome to the Wednesday, February 8th edition of the NBA Hoops at Lunch show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. It's your host, Jeff Clark. And I've been off um, from the NBA Hoops at Lunch show since last Friday for no other reason than I just didn't like the Monday and Tuesday slates enough to podcast about them. I didn't even write about the Monday slate. Um, I did take three bets Tuesday, went one and two in those bets, which sucks, obviously. Um, But it was, I guess, a step in the right direction considering I went one and three in my Friday bets. My podcast record was nine and seven last week. I'm down to 37, 35, and one. Not where we want to be, not where we want to be trending, Um, especially in this week or coming into this week, which is probably the best gambling week of the year up until like March Madness, right? I'm actually in love with the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the PGA Tour Elevated event that tees off Thursday. It's also in the greater Phoenix area. Um, It's just going to be an awesome sports week in general, and especially for all the Arizonans out there who um, have the Super Bowl in their home state. It's going to be played in the greater Phoenix area of Glendale, um, and they have the Waste Management Phoenix Open in Scottsdale, Arizona. So a lot to be excited about around there, a lot to be excited about here in the gambling space. Um, I encourage you guys to go check out my Phoenix Open Best Bets, which is now on outkick.com backslash sports dash betting. Also, be sure to check out all my Super Bowl 2023 bets. Um, I'll be rolling out handicaps the entire week. I've hit four um, game player prop pieces thus far. I'm still going to do the spread, the total, um, another player prop uh, piece, and maybe another random game prop piece. So be sure to check out all that stuff at outkick.com backslash sports dash betting. But let's get into the NBA Wednesday slate. There's nine games, and it's actually a pretty good slate. Um, there's an ESPN primetime doubleheader, both of which will be hitting. And then I'll discuss the Golden State Warriors visiting the Portland Trailblazers as the final handicap here in the NBA Hoops at Lunch show for this Wednesday. But the first game up is the Philadelphia 76ers visiting the Boston Celtics, um, at 730 Eastern Standard Time. I gave this out earlier this morning at four and a half. I also sprinkled on the money line, which was Philadelphia um, plus 160. That move, that number has gotten uh, less juicy. The 76ers are down to four point underdogs, and their money line is down to plus 155. I am going to grade my result based on the plays that I already locked in and gave out via outkick.com earlier this morning. Truth be told, I would still play their current numbers. That's why I'm podcasting and giving these plays out currently. But I just like how Philly's trending right now. To me, they've kind of flown under the radar in their climb up the Eastern Conference standings. They struggled a little bit out the gate, but they're rolling along now. Uh, it's Doc Rivers, the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, won NBA Coach of the Month in January. And Joel Embiid won Player of the Month. 
Um, I'm pretty sure he's the scoring leader currently in the NBA. He's second behind Nikola Jokic in NBA MVP odds. And he completely destroyed Jokic when the 76ers beat the Denver Nuggets 126-119 a couple weeks ago. Um, a couple weeks ago. So I like how the, the 76ers are trending. The, the Celtics did beat Philly on opening night, 126, 117. They covered as three point favorites. Um, the Sixers were at full strength granted, and the Celtics were missing defensive front court anchor, Robert Williams, the third. But that being said, Robert Williams, the third is, is active for this game. Philly's still um, at full strength, but they were three-point underdogs in the first meeting, and now they're four and a half in this meeting. I think that might be too much of an overreaction to the first Celtics-Sixers meeting the season and just how well the Celtics have been playing on the year um, as a whole. I will say another factor into this is Boston is without reigning defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, who is crucial to defending James Harden and, to a lesser extent, Tyrese Maxey. Um, also, we get to fade the public here. Um, according to VEASAN, 63% of the money is on the Boston Celtics. Um, according to pregame.com, um, of the money is actually on the Philadelphia 76ers, whereas the bets in the consensus market are pretty much split between these two teams. This line is moving towards Philly, so wherever you get the bet splits, it would appear as though the Philadelphia 76ers are the sharp side of this one. Who knows? I mean, only the the, the sharp side will be decided by who wins the game, obviously. Um, the Celtics have won back-to-back games versus the 76ers, but prior to that, Philly covered seven straight meetings versus Boston. Um, Boston has beaten the 76ers with Joel Embiid in the playoffs, but typically the 76ers play really well against the seven, uh, against the Celtics in the regular season. The 76ers also just got embarrassed in a home or excuse me a road loss. At the New York Knicks, they blew a 21-point lead two days ago. So not only are we getting a 76ers team coming off of an embarrassing loss, but they are also um, better rested or, or, or a more well-rested team. Um, the Celtics played a day ago, and um, who did they beat? Oh, geez, I should have this information in front of me. I apologize. Uh, the 76ers, or the Celtics, excuse me, they they clobbered the the Detroit Pistons 111.99 covered as eight and a half point favorites. Um, outside of that, though, they've only covered two of their last nine games. So I think Boston is due for regression, and that might not even be true. It doesn't need to be true here in this matchup because the Philadelphia 76ers are are almost as good of a team. I would actually. I I have a bet on the 76ers to win the Atlantic Division at plus 3-1. to They are three games behind the Boston Celtics currently, and obviously this win would 
definitely help my feeling about that bet. But I still I still like the 76ers to eventually run down the Celtics and to surpass them as the first seed in the Eastern Conference. So that kind of has to start tonight or, I guess, continue tonight, depending on how you digest the uh, 76ers' recent performance. Um, they have been really good as of late. Um, again, they have won nine of their last 11 games. Um, so I'm buying, I'm buying, I think, low on the 76ers and selling a little high considering the, or selling the Celtics a little high considering they were three point favorites earlier this year in Boston. Now they're four and a half. Well, four, but I'm locking in a four and a half bet play. Also sprinkling on the 76ers plus 160 money line. So fade or follow me at your own peril, but my first best bet is the Philadelphia 76ers plus four and a half. Uh, moving along to the second primetime game in the uh, ESPN primetime doubleheader, which is the Dallas Mavericks visiting the Los Angeles Clippers. Tips off at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, almost at 7 because I'm on the West Coast. Um, not for nothing. That it doesn't really matter to the analysis, but my brother's going to the game. So hopefully he's in for a, night, a nice show. Um, uh, the Clippers have everyone in the lineup, at least according to the most recent injury report, um, as of 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Let me go ahead and just update it, make sure that's still the case. Um, yes, the Clippers only have John Wall uh, scheduled to miss this game. The Dallas Mavericks are missing Luka Doncic, um, but Kyrie Irving is going to make his debut for the Dallas Mavericks in this game. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I've bet under the Mavericks and Clippers a few times this year. Once I gave out publicly, once I bet privately. The last four Mavericks-Clippers meetings have gone under the total by an average of 11.6 points per game, including all three this season. However, I'm fading those trends, and I'm taking over 220.5 in the Clippers-Mavericks uh, because Kyrie Irving, I think, is is going to put his best foot forward here in his Dallas debut and come out and, and light it up offensively. But regardless of how well he plays offensively, he's still a dud defensively, even worse than Luka Doncic. Um, and the I think the big reason why the Mavericks and Clippers generally play under the total is because they both play at a slow pace. Um, with Luka not running the Mavericks offense, I think their pace picks up. And to be honest, I think the Mavericks are going to have to keep up with the Los Angeles Clippers because the Los Angeles Clippers, low-key, their offense has just been balling lately. They've scored at least 120 points in six of the last 10 games. Um, one of them, they, they arrested Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It was a 99-point just dud against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the other was against the Dallas Mavericks January 22nd where they won 112 to 98 but as we already said Luka Doncic likes to play at a slow pace the Clippers like to play at a slow pace um the Clippers head coach Ty Lue is very very familiar with how Doncic operates and he's one of the best defensive masterminds in the NBA so it would make sense that between the pace between of Lou's familiarity 
with Luka Doncic that those games would go under the total. Um, this one, I mean, you could say the same. Ty Lue's obviously familiar with Kyrie Irving, having coached him in the Cavaliers 2016 NBA Finals uh, win over the Golden State Warriors. But I think Kyrie Irving's presence is going to A, hurt Dallas's defense, and B, speed up its offense. Um, we do know that Kyrie Irving is one of the best one-on-one scorers in the NBA, um, but and I think he'll get his in this game, but the Mavericks also shipped off um, Dorian Finney-Smith, who's one of their best wing defenders, and I think the the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are just going to go off against the Dallas defense, which has been had just taken a huge step back this year. Dallas currently is 24th in defensive rating. Last season, they were 6th. So they've taken a huge step back. They're really not good at any position defensively. And again, the the uh, the Clippers offense has been balling lately. So we're going to go ahead and go over a 220 and a half for the Dallas Mavericks at the Los Angeles Clippers. And then the final best bet that I'm looking at here um, is the Portland Trailblazers. They are down to minus 2.5. Again, I already locked in my bets here, um, and I locked in a bet on the Trailblazers minus 3, so that's what I'll grade my NBA Hoops at Lunch show um, pick with. with it would be the Trailblazers minus 3. But this is just one of the few, the few games the Warriors don't have an edge at guard. Um, that, and, and I, I wrote this already, but that's with all due respect to Clay Thompson, who's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Just Damian Lillard has been going off lately. And I actually think Jordan Poole is worse when he's in the game than when he sits. At least he, um, that's backed up by, by on off net rating. According to cleaningtheglass.com, the Warriors score 6.2 fewer points per 100 possessions when when Jordan Poole is in the game. Um, he grades out in the 21st percentile of combo guards and adjusted on-off net rating. I actually think Jordan Poole's contract is one of the worst in the NBA because I think the Warriors, I think their offensive scheme could churn out another combo scoring guard easier or, or I think they could just turn out another combo scoring guard without having to pay Jordan Poole $30 million a year. And I actually would take Trailblazer shooting guard Anthony Simons over Jordan Poole. But getting back to Dame Lillard, the guy won Western Conference Player of the Week last week. Portland was 3-1 and one last week, but Lillard averaged 38 points, 6.8 assists, and 4.5 rebounds. Um, the other thing is the Trailblazers have a massive strength on edge weakness and manipulating the officials. Portland is fourth in non-garbage time offensive free throw attempt rate according to cleaningtheglass.com. Golden State is 29th in offensive free throw attempt rate and 21st defensively. So they don't get to the line very often and they send opponents to the foul line very often. The Trailblazers actually have the best shot quality in the NBA because they take a whole bunch of 
uh, they attempt a whole bunch of field goals at the rim. Um, Kevin Kevon Looney, the starting big for the for the Golden State Warriors, is a solid rim protector and defensive rebounder. Outside of that, though, I'm not in love with their paint presence or their paint defense. Uh, Draymond Green is obviously a great defender, but um, I think if the Trailblazers guards and, and, and even wing Jeremy Grant are attacking the Warriors off the dribble and in the paint. I do think they're able to have success and Draymond Green might get into foul trouble. And if Draymond Green gets into foul trouble and comes off the court, then the Trailblazers should be able to score at will. Um, I'm going to lay the minus three with the Trailblazers. I played up to three and a half. It's currently at two and a half, so... The market disagrees with me. I don't know if it's sharp money or square money, but either way, um, I am I am in a disagreement with how this line is moving. So I guess, again, like I said up top, I think I said this up top, a fade or, or, or follow at your own peril. Um, but I'm going with the Trailblazers, locking it in at minus three. I'm taking the four and a half with the Philadelphia 76ers, and I'm going over 220 and a half in the Mavericks Clippers. Again, Please check out outkick.com backslash sports dash betting to read all my Super Bowl 2023 handicaps, my handicap and best bets for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which tees off Thursday, February 9th. I am knee deep in the golf gambling, and that's actually my favorite and most profitable sport to bet. So, Hopefully, we can get home our fifth outright winner in the PGA Tour this weekend. Um, Best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow me on the Wednesday NBA slate. And I'll talk to you guys. Uh, I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.